Hi, everyone. My name is Summer, and welcome to the Chef's Wife's Life podcast. Last week, we started the conversation on community, and we thought since it's Pastor Appreciation Month, what better community to talk about today than people in ministry? Today, our guest is one of my favorite people in the world, my sister, Heather. I hope you enjoy the conversation, and thank you for pressing play. Hey, Heather. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. You are also one of my favorite people. Guys, we say that truly, we love hard, we fight hard, but yep. we are each other's person. I'm so thankful to have sisters that are like that. Yes. So not, I know not everyone is fortunate to have that relationship. So Heather, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about you? Sure. I'm married to Sean, and we have been in ministry for 27 years. I also work for an organization called Surge, doing member care or missionary care. So I take care of people who are in full-time ministry. She has also been a part of my homeschool community because she is yep. homeschooled on and off her four kids and is graduating her last Amen. Year. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about our ministry community. Can you kind of define that for us? So ministry, yes. So that can mean a variety of things. You know, obviously it's anyone really who's using their gifts that God has called them and given them and made them passionate for in any type of community. That is ministry. You're doing what God has asked you to do. I mean, all of us are called to that as Christians. But I think what we're talking about specifically today is how to care well for those people who are in your life who are doing vocational ministry, where ministry is actually their job. That could be pastors and church planters and missionaries and people who are running non-government organizations that are, you know, nonprofit organizations that are doing ministry in, in marginalized communities and stuff. So how to care for those people well. So I don't think people always understand that uh, dynamic for vocational because you think you go to church and you see your pastor preach on Sunday. So what does that look like the rest of the week? Do you want to kind of go into that a little bit more? Yeah, sure. So and I just want to preface this by saying I have been blessed to be in communities and churches that have loved us well. So <laughs> this is by not any means saying like, hey, this is what you need to be doing for us and, and Sean and I, my husband and I in our community. But in general, I have many, many peers in the ministry community who have experienced a lot of hurt in church because they're just, uh, their position isn't understood. And I think that there are three main areas that I can think of that I think it's important for the congregation to know about their pastors or their people in full-time ministry. And the first one is that, and you understand this with being in the restaurant business, there are no set hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like doctors understand this. There are some professions that understand this better than others, but ministry... Holidays and weekends. Holiday, <laughs> holidays and weekends, evenings. Yes. Um, I think ministry is particularly uh, complicated because... Most of our community is, of course, our, our church community. And so, you know, is it work if we have a church family over for dinner or is that personal time? Is that friendship? And some of those things overlap. And sometimes I have to specifically say, hey, I don't have my pastor hat on right now. I have my friend hat on. I don't want to talk about church stuff. Right. And so just being aware that the schedule of a person in ministry is is often very complicated that way. And they, they don't have the traditional time that maybe you do with a nine to five job. Yeah. Another one is that, you know, at least for me in my job at Surge and, you know, for teachers, for, for people in professional, in professional areas, you usually work with like, you know, annual reviews and metrics. And you can say, I've reached this goal. This is what's happened. You get promotions or you, you say, oh, this didn't come this year. I need to do some more training. I need to do this. That's not a ministry job. <laughs> like you, There's not metrics in ministry. I know 
you know, people always ask how large is your church or how many baptisms have you had or, you know, different things like that. But honestly, like as a person in ministry, you're doing what God asks you to do. And, and the Holy Spirit is the one that's making those things happen. And so like having metrics or being able to judge how well you're doing, is just really hard. Like sometimes you think, have I done anything in the last year? And then the, the biggest thing, though, and I think the final thing that comes to mind is the idea that our people who are in full time ministry, whatever that looks like, pastors, church planters, we are targets of the enemy. Uh, and all of us, we know this. Anybody who has the Holy Spirit inside of them, who is ministering to the people around them and, and loving Jesus, you know, we're in spiritual warfare. We know that. We could do a whole podcast on spiritual warfare. Maybe we will. But I think it's really important to note that when you are a person who has said, yes, Lord, send me whatever that looks like full time, that you have a target on your back and we need to be prayed for. You know, these pastor's kids, you know, there's always the joke about, haha, the pastor's kids or the missionary kids. But the enemy is targeting those kids. We need you to pray for our families. We need you to pray for our marriages. We need you to pray as we are walking alongside you in ministry and we're carrying your burdens because we love you. And that's what God, and, and that is never uh, an overwhelming burden to us, but it's heavy still. And so yeah. uh, we need you to be praying, you know, that we're doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit and not in our own flesh because we fall into the flesh so often and then we're burnt out and we're angry and we're frustrated and, and we can't love well in that. So I think those are the three big things. Our schedules are crazy. So just, you know, understanding what that looks like. There's no good metrics to measure. Are we doing anything at all? And then, you know, we are targets um, of the enemy. And understanding those things about people in your life who are in full-time ministry can help you love them better. So tell us a little bit more about your background, because you've been in ministry in so many different ways. And some, like now, you have more metrics, but others have not. So mm -hmm. I guess kind of go into that a little bit more. Yeah, so... I think, I mean, you know, you and I, from the time we became Christians and was raised, you know, in the church as teens and stuff, we were doing nursery at church, right? So we started in ministry young, I yeah. think. But, you know, as far as like actual, like official ministry, I guess, I've been a pastor's wife for 27 years. And, you know, that's in youth ministry, it's in church redevelopment, it's in different areas that way. And now my husband's the lead pastor at our church. Just recently, in the last few years, I've gone through the ordination process, and I'm kind of at the end of that, and, you know, hope to come on on volunteer staff at our church as an associate pastor officially pretty soon. So there, that's a whole new role that I'm taking on. Um, I've been a missionary full-time for six years overseas doing that. And so, you know, that's another area of ministry that's different. And, you know, like I said earlier, I'm in missionary care, member care in this organization that I work for, and I get to help take care of people who are in full-time ministry. And so I see it, I, I think I can see that from a different point of view, um, maybe than someone who hasn't been overseas or in ministry full-time. So I, I love that job. It's such a privilege to me to be able to do it. But it does give me, I think, a unique viewpoint of some of these things. Do you think it's that having this job at Surge has been something that's been eye-opening to you in other areas of vocational ministry because your job is specifically to care. It's member care. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's why it's kind of like leaning more on your heart to how can we do this better as well for our church family? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, coming out of COVID times um, for, for everybody, for every profession, right? I mean, teachers, uh, God bless you. I don't even know how, you know, my... <laughs> My daughter is working with two-year-olds who were COVID babies, right? And so their life is just different. And 
So for everybody, it's been hard, but COVID was really, really hard on especially our pastors of smaller churches that maybe weren't set up to do online church. And suddenly they had to care for these people in ways that they've never had to think about before. And um, and I think it just burnt. I mean, you know, the, the rate of pastors that have dropped out of ministry in that time is just crazy. Like it's so high. And the pastors who have stuck with it are really, really exhausted. And so I think some of that is, you know, um, that has been on my heart because because I'm in the ministry community and I have so many peers that are have not been well taken care of in that. Again, that's not been our case. But yeah, and working with Surge, definitely like I see young couples who are getting ready to go to the field. And, and I know, I know for some of these couples what what the things they're going to face are, you know, the, the hardness of being away from family, um, missing out on things like that, the sacrifices that are made. I also know a lot of the beautiful things, but I'm aware of the hard things. And so I feel it for them, knowing that they're going to experience these things. And so I want to help people understand how to care for them in this in a way that's going to help them and love them really well. Yeah. What are some practical ways that we can love our ministry community well? Yeah. So I have a love-hate relationship with Pastor Appreciation Month. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, I feel like the church can not do right in it. <laughs> like, either, you know, because it's just out there and it's like this unspoken thing. And I, I just, I don't really love it. What I really love is a church who actually loves well on their pastors year round. And, and some of those things looks like praying. I mean, you know, it's so cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. Praying. We can do nothing in our own power. None of us. And so praying for your pastors, praying for your your lay leaders, your your volunteers that are, yeah, like I said, that have a target on their back, that are trying to speak love and truth into your life. Really praying for them and committing to do that daily, like really praying for them each day. And then, you know, telling them when God has given you a word for them, don't be shy about that. If God has said to you, hey, go tell so-and-so this verse. You don't need to know why. I just want you to do it. Then do it. Obey God in that. It's going to bless you and it's going to bless them. And, you know, like then just being aware our church, our church is so phenomenal about taking care of us in like, um, you know, they constantly ask my husband, have you been taking your time off? Have you been taking care of yourself? They make sure that we are not, you know, Sean gets five weeks vacation a year and they make sure that he takes it because he wouldn't necessarily take it on his own. And so they make sure of that. And so, so yeah, just really holding them accountable to make sure that they're taking the best care of themselves they can. And I think the final thing is for me anyway, some pastors may not say this for Sean and I, like we want to be your friend, you know, yeah. like, we want to play stupid games together and go hiking and go out to eat. And we don't want everything to have to revolve around church conversations. So just like asking us about our family, asking us about our background, um, laughing together, you know, and, and we understand that that's a complication for you too. That relationship is just weird, right? Because in one way, we're your shepherds. You're supposed to come to us for spiritual advice. But in another way, sometimes we just need to word vomit to you yeah. and not have you take that and hold that against us. And you need friends. We need friends. In community too. Yeah. Yeah. We need friends in community too. And, and sometimes, you know, we try to have that, uh, in other areas. And I'm so thankful that I live half an hour from you because I don't think I could do this, do this without you, but, but not everybody has that. And, you know, yeah. So just being, allowing, giving grace for your pastor to 
not always be perfect. Don't put him on a pedestal. That's not, you know, like he's human too, or she's human too, and doing the best that they can do to love you. And just realizing that, communicating well when they've hurt you, because they want to know, like, I want to know if I've hurt somebody, I would much rather them come to me and we have that hard conversation than it just festers. Yeah. This is always a growth podcast, so it can be about your ministry right now, or it can just be something else altogether. But what is something that God is teaching you right now? Yeah, I don't know. This is kind of about life in general. I mean, we've talked about this a little, you and I personally. Some of the things that God is asking right now for both of us is to trust that he is the provider. Um, Yeah. I think, you know, he's given us a lot of gifts. Um, We are connectors. We are go-getters. We push into stuff that we want. um, And we're good at that. I think there's a lot of ways that we're good at that. And so, It's easy for me to just, you know, hear something from God and be like, okay, well, thanks for giving me that idea. Now I'm going to do it on my own. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just really, you know, I think that quote that you said earlier, who was it? Martin Luther? Yeah. I have so much to do that I shall have to spend the first three hours in prayer. Yeah. And so the idea that like one of the things that God is telling me is that he's the provider, but I'm never going to understand that provision unless I have unless I'm intentionally taking that time to be with him and just hear from him and let him love me and let him heal me and let him do the things that he wants to do in me because he loves me so much. I don't have to earn that. I don't deserve it. There's nothing I can ever do to deserve it. And so I think just that's one of the things he's teaching me in ministry, but mostly not just in ministry, but mostly in my personal life and the, th- the things that, that he's doing in my kids, the things that he's doing in my relationships with people. So, yeah. I love that because we always have similar journeys. (laughs) So I'm thankful that you're nearby that we can always bounce back and forth on these conversations. But, you know, the podcast is also about living beautifully imperfect. So what is something right now in your life that you're just fully finding joy in? I'm really finding joy in trying to think how to word it. I've said since we moved here, every time like we do something like this, I've said, I'm just so thankful. I don't want to take it for granted that we live so close to each other or that my children live around me, you know, because when we lived overseas, we were thousands and thousands of miles away from our kids, from my sisters, from people that I, you know, the people really that right now are like the most central part of my life um, that I've always wanted to be the most central part of my life. And so I just continually find joy in that that I can, you know, hop in the car and come up and see you, that, you know, even my kid who's at college is only two hours away and I can go have lunch with him if I want, that my kids like to be around us, you know, all of our kids live with us right now. And and it's not a bad thing. It's a really sweet time. And so, yeah, I, I'm just finding joy in that, that my my life doesn't necessarily have to look like the typical American family life, but I really like it and what God's doing in it and in those family relationships that he's blessed me with, so... Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing with us today, Heather. If people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Um, I do have a blog. I'm not very faithful in it. It's kind of feast or famine, but it is thewallacewanderings.org or .com. You can do either. Yeah. I would love to have you check that out and give me some ideas for a blog. Yeah. We'll drop that in the show notes below. Thank you guys for joining us today and for pressing play. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. When you guys share our podcast, you get the word out. And if you have ideas for conversations you want to hear, we also love to hear that. So we hope you join us next week as we continue to talk more on community. And until then, have a great week and go live your beautifully and perfect lives. Mm-hmm.